Uh, I have to say that this has been, uh, this series that we've done for Advent has probably been one of my uh, most favorite series for Advent, doing the different songs. Uh, kind of taking taking time to look at the reaction of those who are for the very first time hearing the good news. And maybe for some of us, especially if you are a person who's been raised in the faith, uh, it's hard for us to kind of relate to that experience because the good news is something that we've known. Uh, the challenge that we oftentimes face is, is remembering how uh, important, how substantial, and how different it really is. In fact, the, the reading that we have for our epistle reading kind of points out the difference that is there. Uh, to the world who hears such news and to the world uh, that, that is not very familiar with the good news, what we believe, what we think, and what we do is foolishness. I, most Sundays I get up early to walk here, and, and today the Christmas present was I didn't. I came later and walked here. And even even at that later hour in the morning, I found going past all the houses, people in their nice, warm coziness already watching the Christmas movies and, and uh, probably eating their... Uh, what did we have this morning? Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> you know, and, and, and not leaving to go and sit in a, uh, in a big building with other people and sing and hear someone preach. This is folly. The world's a turnin', am I right? But yet we're here, and, and we're here because of what we do know, that we are ones who have been saved, that we are ones who are loved. And this makes us peculiar. It makes us strange. It makes us very much Simeon. An old man who had waited for a very long time. An old man who probably was folly to others. After all, even, even we Lutherans look at those who stand and say the end is near. We give them a funny face. Right? Simeon was probably one of those guys. But like Simeon, what we were waiting for came true. The glory of the people of Israel, a light to the Gentiles. And so upon seeing this little infant, this Christ child, he sings his song. A song known to us very well because almost every Sunday we sing it. And every time we meet together to remember someone in Christian memorial or remember somebody who we love in the faith that has gone away, we say these words. Sandwiched between the promises that we hear in Job, I know that my Redeemer lives, we repeat these words. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to thy word. For our eyes have seen your salvation. T.S. Eliot. I'm not going to make you sing this week. I'm going to make you sit through some poetry. T.S. Eliot, who uh, is a famous poet, who converted later in life to Christianity, and might I say also a native St. Louisan, uh, had many famous poems, especially after his conversion. 
One of them was Ash Wednesday and, and a couple others, but one that's lesser known is a, a poem called A Song for Simeon. And what he does in his poem is he goes and he, he uh, flips in and out of the actual Nunc Dementis, the Song of Simeon, and, and gives some uh, background to maybe what it is that Simeon is thinking and feeling. And so as he goes through his poem, we start getting a picture of someone who maybe came to know the Lord a little too late in life. The part of this song comes out as, at the end of my life, I have finally seen the Lord, and, and what have I done with my life? What have I wasted? The time that has gone by and not knowing Him. The time that has gone by and not giving Him praise and glory. The time that has gone by where I just keep flipping from one thing to the next to fill the gaps and finding that I never needed to look very far to find everything I needed. As you go through the poem, you also begin to hear someone who realizes what it is that is in front of us as salvation. So he says in there, According to thy word, O Lord, they, that is the saints, shall praise you and suffer in every generation with glory and derision. Light upon light, mounting the saints' stair. They shall praise thee and suffer in every generation with glory and derision. Seems a little odd for on a day when later tonight we'll probably have in our readings the proclamation of glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to all men but to realize that in this coming of this Christ child, what is for us is the glory of God coming into our lives, but also the setting apart to where to the world we become nothing but fools. Nothing. Except for people who seem to be wasting their time waiting. So what is it that we are waiting for? What is it that makes us like Simeon? What is it that makes us see what it is that Simeon saw? What is it that makes this day and tomorrow so important for us that we should be able to give such a response as Simeon gave? To say out loud, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. I have seen everything that I need. Are those words that we can honestly say? Are those words that are statements of truth from our heart? We sing it after we leave the altar. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. We are people who have been given a great gift. We are people who do not wait with emptiness. We are much like Simeon who are able to keep coming back and back and back because we keep receiving the same thing. Not just a promise of something that is to happen in the future, but something that is happening to us now. The words that Simeon uplifted to his God in praise and adoration, statements of him being so fulfilled at seeing this Christ's child come from a place where he sees the very God who is creator coming into the flesh. 
bringing with him the entire presence of God. Not just some great messenger, not some great angel, not some great prophet who is able to point out, do this and this and this. But in that tiny child, that tiny person, bringing all the truth of heaven and all the truth of creation for us. So that in our time of waiting, in our time of anxiousness, as we're waiting for His return, after all, because it's still Advent, not Christmas yet. So in all our waiting for His return, we know we're not waiting alone. So many people today try to find comfort in numbers and comfort in solitude. In fact, the many ways that we're able to try and convince ourselves what it is that we're doing or want is to find other people who are like-minded and can affirm what it is we're doing. Has anybody experienced that? Has anybody seen that increase since you've joined social media? So many people, and when they're not even able to find that, what they do is they push other people away. We get strength from each other and in the community that we have. Simeon went to the temple, of course, because there were other people there. There were the Jewish people. And he knew if something was to happen at some point in time, it would come through the temple. But it's not just in the people of God that we find our comfort and find our message. But it's in the actual presence of God coming to us. It is the Emmanuel, God with us. It is that that makes us not alone. It's the promise of Him being in our lives. The arrival that Simeon saw was an arrival of something that would never go away. Though our Christ has ascended, His Spirit is still here. Though He reigns in heaven, He comes to us not just daily, but also in His supper, in His word, in His water. He comes to us in the way that we share the good news with each other. What Simeon saw something that changed everything. The actual God coming into this place, coming into this world. The world sees this as foolishness. We see this as hope. We see this as promise. We see this as the thing that's able to help us raise up our voices past all the derision in this world and to His glory. Because in His presence, in His coming, all things have been made new. All things have been made new. Including these foolish hearts of ours. Amen?